Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. Are you a small business owner who thinks they pay too much in taxes? We can definitely help. Give us a call or book a meeting. Click on the link in the show notes and book a free financial consultation so you can have peace of mind about your financial future. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. If you're a business owner or HR leader and you're needing a competitive employee benefits package to help you retain and attract that top talent, we can help too. Check out the link in the show notes again and book a free consultation and create a customized benefit package that fits your business and your budget. Let's get started. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host, Al McDonald. Al, we've been super busy lately. Uh, what's going on? We have been busy, Robin. And just to add to it, got a great day lined up today with a series of podcasts and a lot of exciting guests, and I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, so we took a break over the holidays and uh, we are back in full force now and uh, really looking forward to having some great conversations. And speaking of great conversations, last year we had a great conversation with this person. So returning to the show, which I'm very happy about, is Dave Morantz. And Dave is the Chief Revenue Officer at MedNow, which is a full-service pharmacy that lives right in your pocket. Dave, I stole that off your LinkedIn, so maybe you can tell us what that means. But anyway, welcome back to the show. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me back, uh, Robin and Al. I really appreciate it. So I want to dig into more about you because I think you've got such a cool story. But what exactly does that mean? It's a full service farm and it lives right in your pocket. Yeah, it's a great question. So it means exactly that. So uh, we can do everything that, you know, a typical kind of pharmacy at the, the end of your block or a big box pharmacy uh, can do. You just access us uh, a little bit differently. So we are driven by technology, not only in our operations, but also in how we engage and interact with patients. Meaning you open up your phone, you drill down on the MedNow app, you can access a pharmacist in real time, ask any questions and have a personalized digital kind of always on pharmacy experience and get that medication delivered right to your doorstep. Very cool. And I've had the opportunity. I didn't really necessarily want the opportunity, but there was one night I was reaching out to Dave on email. I said, oh, I need to get in touch with this type of person. Can you put me in touch? And I couldn't believe how easy it was. I mean, I was just thinking the times that we live in where we have access to a platform that's not only simple, but quick to get care that you need really quickly. So I was very happy to experience that. And I see you're wearing your branding today on your hat, the med now. And I gotta, I gotta give you guys kudos on that because we were creating branding around Aria back in 2018 and did a lot of work, probably more work than I ever thought I'd do in terms of design with our marketing person, but you guys have done a great job. Now, Dave, I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask you again, it might be a little bit of repeat for, for some people, but the podcast has grown so exponentially with a lot more listeners. So, uh, you know, I don't mind repeating it because I think it's a good story. Can you maybe just give us the Reader's Digest version of your career journey, where you've been and what you've done with, with Men Now in the last little while? Yeah, for sure. I definitely can. And I'll try to keep it quick uh, so as not to take too long repeating the exact same story. But as I probably said last year, I, I started my 
kind of career post high school, going to business school, Richard Ivey School of Business in London, Ontario. Like a, a typical or traditional uh, Richard Ivey student, I thought I wanted to you know either work in finance or consulting. I chose finance. I took a job at a company called Montrose. Worked there for about a year and a half, two years. Was doing my CFA level one. Realized, you know, probably as I said, two years into it, that it just wasn't engaging me on a day to day basis. Although I love finance and I, I still track the markets and I listen to podcasts, what was really interesting to me was technology. So I had a friend who was at a company called Dayforce, which is now Ceridian, Ceridian Dayforce. He helped me get a job there, very, you know, small company at the time, about 30 employees, and just was greatly impacted by what I saw there in terms of the ability of technology, specifically software, to transform industries and how business was done and the work world really got along. From there, it really sparked my interest in broader HCM platforms. So solutions that weren't like best of breed as, as Dayforce was at the time, focusing on workforce management and led me to Rise, which is a Vancouver-based company that is more full service handling uh, mostly SMB and mid-market end-to-end HR and benefits. Uh, and then I went back to school. I went uh, and did my MBA at Richard Ivey School of Business, got an offer being an undergrad Richard Ivey student to go back and do my MBA, which was too good to refuse or not do. And after that, I, I continued on the path of what I thought was sort of the most lacking areas of uh, HR tech at the time, which I felt was benefits in health technology. And I saw you know, the benefits front door to health as a really interesting angle that, you know, I felt was was really going to boom. From there, I chose to join a company called League, which is a Toronto-based infrastructure software company for the healthcare and benefit space. Uh, stayed at League for, for quite a while throughout the pandemic and really enjoyed my time there, kind of opened up my eyes in terms of what's possible, but also taught me a, a ton uh, about growing a startup, uh, learning from some of the amazing leaders there, you know, I decided to take on a bigger role at a smaller company, which is MedNow, and that was almost two years ago. So that's probably a lot of repetition, but that's what I think is the 30,000 foot view. And then we met because of your founders, because we had the founders on the podcast originally and really hit it off with them. And I thought these these guys are on to something here and, and just kept in touch. And that's where they put us in touch. And you and I have built a relationship and, and done some business for some clients. And, and I think it's done very well. So I've said it to Al many times. I said, even if you know this wasn't part of business, I would podcast simply because of the people that you meet and the relationships that you're able to develop in it. And that spans globally now as a result of these conversations. So very grateful that you're here today. Appreciate it. Yeah, grateful to be here. And I also appreciate our business relationship and most importantly, our friendship. So thanks for having me again. Dave, you told us now where you've been and where you've come from. Can you talk a little bit about maybe where you're going in terms of any new ideas that you have, goals that you've got set out? Maybe they're personal, maybe they're corporate. Anything you want to share with us? Yeah, definitely. I think although it's been a tough road for health technology, I think, you know, post-pandemic after the boom in 2020, I think we're just getting started in terms of what's possible. I think this period is likely good for the integration of sort of single skew or best of breed technologies into, you know, full-blown healthcare platforms, which I believe will be transformative for how we provision care. In terms of ideas, really how I generate them is, you know, conversations with others who are one, either smarter than me, uh, two, who think differently than me, 
or just have more experience in the, the area or function where I'm thinking about doing something new. And lots of times it isn't just about smart, it's about skill sets or experiencing similar problems. So I've often been told that my superpower is relationships and engaging others. And, and similar to you, Robin, talking to as many people as possible and just being genuinely curious in what they think or what they know or their experiences. So that's what I try to lever to generate new ideas. And I, I think right now, given that boom in 2020 in, in healthcare technology, there's a lot of really amazing talent being pulled into the category. So that's really what I'm focused on in terms of bringing MedNow to the next level. And I, I think integrating some of the businesses that, that we have acquired, specifically our at-home doctor company, some of the, the specialty businesses that are growing like a weed, given the demand for uh, sophisticated, but also high cost medications, it, it provides a, a whole new area to help take care of patients and, and provision that type of care in, in one ecosystem or one app. So that's what I'm working on now. And that's how I generate new ideas here at MedNow and, and otherwise in my personal life. So I've got a follow up to that. We're hearing all over the news right now, the state of healthcare and in terms of wait times and the, the stress level and you know patients uh, not being able to get the services that they are trying to get. What are you doing that potentially can help to offset that? And maybe not just you and your company, but just in general, do you see technology and the industry that you're in being able to offset some of those obvious deficiencies in the healthcare industry right now? Oh, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> How long is the podcast segment? Uh, so definitely, so I'll go kind of last in first out. So definitely technology has to be a part of it. And I think regulators have already realized that. Now the question becomes, is it being provisioned or deployed in the right way? And, and I think the answer is it's really complicated. There's a, a ton of stakeholders. There is a system that we hold near and dear to our hearts in Canada. It's part of our national identity. And it is really challenging, I can imagine, trying to keep one whole or optimize that care pathway while trying to expand what is possible using technology or, as I'm sure you've seen in the recent weeks, changes to the system writ large around you know privately owned, publicly funded, um, and just the pushback that regulators, uh, the health minister, Doug Ford is experiencing based on that change, which I applaud them in that things do need to change and they're they're trying things. And really, you know, something our CEO and founder talks about a lot is that execution is everything. So just because there's been a change doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to be good or bad. It's all, all in the implementation and, and how it will really work. But I, I do think there's been recognition across the board that something does need to change, you know, whether it's finding a family doctor, whether it's uh, cataract surgeries, whether it's a hernia surgery that, and this is a, you know, personal family member is going through this, that, that it may take two years to get in at a hospital level. So th there's all of these issues that I think are being recognized and the folks designing the system are trying, and I think personally doing a great job putting funding into the ideas and, and businesses and strategies that have been shown to work either in other countries, other provinces, or in small amounts in Ontario, which I, I think is actually under-recognized because a lot of these businesses exist today. They just have caps and quotas, et cetera. So I think technology, just, just to 
kind of wrap up the question. Hopefully I gave you an answer that landed, but technology is is absolutely critical. I think the pandemic showed us that. And whether that's research and development into a vaccine or into something else on the biomedical side, or it's the provisioning and deployment of care using technology and everything else. So yes, very important. And yeah, I think healthcare is definitely changing and uh, I'm hopeful that that the current regulators are going to get it right. And it seems like to me, and I hope I'm not scolded for this opinion, that, that they're actually you know, doing a lot of the right things. Appreciate that. I kind of put you on the spot there, but I can imagine that that could take a whole episode to talk about and we could even talk offline it's, or whatever. But uh, it's a loaded was, question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so I appreciate your response. Don't ask me to say my Twitter handle on this podcast. I don't want any follow-ups or, or <laughs> There we go. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, Dave, I'm going to pivot a little bit because we're talking about where you are today. I mean, you gave us a background and kind of where you came from. And I guess a bit related to that question, looking back now, because we all have the benefit of that 2020, right? Hindsight is 2020. Is there anything you wish you knew when you were first starting out that would have made either the journey easier or more interesting or more satisfying looking back? Because I know there's certain things with my business and thought, geez, it took me a long time to learn that. I wish I had known that in the beginning. So what about you? Yeah, this is a good question. I think going back to the previous question, being in healthcare in Canada on the kind of tooling side or the platform side or the technology side, I, I wish I had a really good understanding broadly our healthcare system back when I started. It's complex, it's regulated, very political, and understanding that regulatory landscape and the, the workflows of traditional healthcare providers, such as doctors, nurses, pharmacists, et cetera, is essential for the successful implementation of new ideas or platforms, tools, et cetera. That's on the, the healthcare side. I think just generally, I'm learning so much as I go in different roles, different capacities. And I think you know stakeholder management is something, especially recently, that I've just found to be so key to leadership and getting things done. Sometimes you get so lost in, in what you're doing that day, week, month, quarter. I've been called sometimes like a bull in a china shop. So zooming out and really making sure you're bringing everyone with you and you're being mindful of you know different personalities and everyone else's individual superpower and leveraging those as, as best as possible, I think is critical. And you really got to make sure not to lose sight of the fact that you're in a marathon so you can sprint from project to project, small goal to goal. But in the end of the day, it's important to take pause and, and reflect on, on where it is you want to go and, and who you're bringing with you. And are those the right people? And if they are, make sure that you're leveraging them and kind of bringing them along on, on your ride. Yeah. And I think you've touched on quite a few things in this episode about some of the, the changes that have happened, you know, in the tech space and the healthcare sector. Here we are in 2023. What do you see as the challenges in the next 12 to 18 months for a company like yours? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there's really been a washout, I'd say, in tech and healthcare tech almost specifically. You know, I'm a market participant, a market kind of pundit with my friends. No one really knows is the answer. But I do think, again, going back to my last answer, if you zoom out in order to be able to take care of everyone. We're going to need to greatly expand capacity, capability, and effectiveness of our healthcare system, be it through the benefits channel or within the public system. In the end of the day, they're just different access points. So I think the bigger picture 
healthcare technology will be a massive category. If you look at, and to this day, some of the best venture capitalists like A16E or Andreessen Horowitz, they still say that the next trillion dollar startup will be in healthcare and consumerizing it, making it accessible. And I think we're just on sort of a bump in the road. And that's probably driven by the massive expansion during the pandemic, which let's be honest, a lot of that wasn't sustainable, whether it be from like the payer standpoint, the bills were too high, almost too much access to care, which as I say that out loud, it, it shouldn't be a bad thing, but it, it's just sort of one of the the realities. And in the end of the day, there will likely be a lot of consolidation, I think. Um, that's just thinking out loud. That's sort of how these things get sorted out. So I think from a macro standpoint, things seem to be sorting themselves out, at least directionally. On a micro level, I don't know what's going to happen, especially in the Canadian space, but I do think the players that have proven to be able to capture and satisfy and delight patients and provision better care or contenders to have a really long life in the market. So I think it's a moment in time. That being said, I think a lot of the best companies in the space are going to be fine, just going to manage through some choppy waters. Yeah, for sure. And I was thinking as you were answering and I was thinking about previous conversations we've had and I've had with your founders as well. You know, our company operates off six guiding principles. And the idea is that if you do all the first five, the number six, which is the wow experience, it'll happen automatically. But the first one, improving the lives of our clients. I think that's why we have such alignment we have when we have those conversations, because that is absolutely what we're trying to do, whether it is through the benefits channel, through ARIA benefits or Life and Legacy Advisory Group and dealing and having those chats with you at MedNow. So I appreciate you sharing that information. If you're up for it, Al's signature question is carrying on from 2022 because it's such a great question and I love hearing the answer. So if you're up for it, we'll let Al take it away. Here we go. So there's an old saying that says, a society grows great when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? Yeah, it's a great question. This was something that my best man actually said about me at my wedding during his speech. And and I don't, like, I hope it's true. I, you know, strive to make it true. But if it is, I think it's a good trait to have. And it, it would definitely be, you know, one of my guiding principles, which is empower anyone either you work with in your life, on your team, uh, friends to do their best work and just try and lift them up as much as possible. And take joy in the success of others. And I think, you know, a lot of us say that that's something that pleases us, but I can honestly say that I get a lot of, actually a ton of satisfaction out of seeing the people around me succeed. And I think the other old saying, just while we're on kind of the old the old proverbs is, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. And Robin, you'd agree with this. You're the best for introducing people that you think would align or, you know, just creating value for others when it has nothing to do with you. That always comes back around. So if folks, and this is advice to myself as well, like if if everyone can do as much of that as possible, I, I think we'd all be doing better, including, and especially the person who's making that happen. So I think that's my best advice for myself and others in terms of how to plant those seeds. And I, I think it goes a long way. And I think one of the greatest things about what you just said there is that is something that everyone can do literally every day. Agreed. Yeah. It comes back around tenfold. So yeah, I think it's super important. 
Great answer. And yes, you're right, Dave. That is my favorite thing to do. When I can put two people together, I don't care if there's anything in for me. It makes me feel good. And you are 100% right. I've seen it over the span of my 27 years. I realized that the other day. It was 27 years in the business, but I've seen it happen time and time again. You do the right thing. It always comes back. It always comes back to help you. So I love that message. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your journey. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at MedNow? Yeah, reach out to me at dave at mednow.ca. Dave like Dave, D-A-V-E at mednow, M-E-D-N-O-W.ca. Or catch me on LinkedIn. Not Twitter, based on this call. Definitely not on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation, as always. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Remember, success leaves clues, my friends. Mm